Welcome to Larry Reedy's America. Uh, before I get started, I want to thank everybody for uh, listening. I mean, I'm, uh, the, the podcast, or I should say the couple podcasts are growing in leaps and bounds. And the reason I'm speaking today without a guest, uh, I have an idea. Uh, as one of my podcasts comes to an end in September, uh, which was dealing with... Uh, reviews from my book, Batesville Shooter and Friends, for people with bad eyesight and they couldn't afford to buy the book. Uh, I have a concept that, and again, remember, I, this is not a monetary thing. I, I, don't, uh, I don't advertise. I don't have advertisers. I, uh, uh, er everything is gratis. No, no money's coming in. And quite frankly, a lot goes out, but uh, it's it's pretty gratifying knowing that right now we're in, uh, I think we're in 40, 42 states and 14 countries. Um, the, about 70% of all the listeners are in a five-state area, then it goes west and south, and but uh, it, it's very, very gratifying. Uh, anyway... I have, I'm going to get into the podcast in a second, and I hope I get some feedback on this because uh, my, this is going to be like a prototype, and my plan is to have podcast participation from high school seniors, no one else, and a lot's going to depend. I talked to Andy Allen at the, uh, Batesville High, and he's going to run it by. They have a creative writing class. And in my opinion, if a creative writing class, if they hit a subject that they had to go to Wikipedia or Britannica Encyclopedia Online and do background on this person and write an essay once they have the essay done, if they wanted to do a podcast, this would open them up to a me new media that maybe they've heard a couple podcasts but haven't been exposed to. And this would also uh, be an introduction to them for public speaking without an audience. And they and their classmates could cr critique it. And because eventually, if you're going to have to speak in front of people at one point in time in your life. And uh, I, I know that's hard for a lot of people. I'm fortunate I have a grandson who will be a senior at Mississippi State this year, and he's going to be in, going into broadcasting when he's done. I had him on a podcast, did very well. Uh, he's interning this summer at Channel 19 in Cincinnati. But anyway, let me get to the premise of the podcast. I'm sure that everybody at one time or another has sat down and said, boy, I wish I could have a conversation with Joe Blow, whoever it might be. Well, my idea is you, you can go back to biblical uh, politics, not after John Fitzgerald Kennedy, because... Uh, in my opinion, that's when Washington started be, to becoming uh, a, a bunch of power-hungry, crazy people that 
that just want to make money. Not all of them, but uh, there's a lot. It could be uh, athletic. It could be athletics. It could be music. Uh, none of that rap stuff or anything controversial, and nothing about woke. Uh, not, not, none of that kind of an agenda. But anyway, uh, I'll, I'll give you what I did for a kind of a prototype. I started out with the idea, I, I hit it down to two people, Thomas Jefferson and Jackie Robinson. Well, I thought, geez, Thomas Jefferson, here's a third president of the United States, uh, the major author of the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, uh, did complete the Louisiana Purchase while he was in office, designed and built Monticello. And my problem was, I, after reviewing everything, my big question would always be to him, and I had several different questions planned. The big question was, how could you champion that all men are created equal when you own 600 slaves. And I thought, well, you know, he wasn't alone. I mean, it's pure ignorance. And, uh, but as I did more research, I found out that his attitude w w towards, towards black, or at the time, the Negro slaves, that he said they were childlike and the only way this country could survive if it was two separate countries, one for Negroes and one for whites. And I'm, and I'm thinking, this guy's just another simpleton politician whose book smart, did a great job in office, good statesman, but as a person, he's a miserable, miserable human being. And I'm thinking, what, what did he expect when these black slavers that, that brought slavery to this country and to other countries, they took people out of their environment who were basically tribal people who had no education. I mean, what, so what did this idiot think they were going to be Rhodes Scholars? I, 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 I got so disgusted, I think, I couldn't have a beer with him. I couldn't even talk to the guy. I can, I can relate to the job that he did, but I would never want to sit down and talk to him. So I came up with one of my favorite people of all time, Jackie Robinson. So. The podcast would start like this. Larry Reedy's ultimate conversation is with Jackie Robinson. And again, it would be Joe Blow's ultimate conversations with Michael Jordan or, you know, go on and on. But here's what I did with Jackie Robinson. And I'm, I'm going to read you uh, my abbreviated research on him. Jack Roosevelt Robinson was born January 31st, 1919. His family were sharecroppers in Cairo, Georgia. 
After his father left the family, they moved to Pasadena, California in 1920. Jackie enrolled at John Muir Technical High School in 1935 and excelled in four sports, baseball, basketball, football, and track and field. Next was Pasadena Junior College, where he excelled in four sports again. January 25, 1938, he was arrested for disputing the arrest of one of his black friends by police. He received a two-year suspended sentence because of the prejudice against black people during this ugly historical period. I, I mean, it was terrible. I'll get into this further. But his next stop was UCLA, where he excelled again in four sports. In the cow, uh, after a long wait, uh, he well, he was drafted and assigned to a segregated Army Cavalry unit at Fort Riley, Kansas. After a long wait because of his skin color, he was admitted to Officers Candidate School and became a second lieutenant. Before his discharge in 1944, he was found not guilty in a court-martial that occurred because of trumped-up charges by a racist officer. In early 1945, Jackie played for the Kansas City Monarchs in a professional Negro League at a salary of $400 a month, which um, basically, I, in today's market, that would probably be uh, about 8000 a month. Uh, Branch Rickey signed Robinson to a contract of 600 a month in 1945, becoming the first black player in Major League Baseball. Jackie was called up from the minor leagues at the beginning of the 47 Brooklyn Dodgers season. Robinson took the prejudicial abuse with class from fans and opposing teams. Thank God there were players like Harold Pee Wee Reese who befriended Jackie and stood, uh, and, and stood by him and stood up for him. Jackie was a Major League Rookie of the Year uh, in 1947. And he paved the way for other great black players to play Major League Baseball. Uh, Jackie had an excellent baseball career, including six-time All-Star, a Most Valuable Player Award. And he, his number 42 was retired by Major League Baseball in 1997. Uh, I recommend reading Wikipedia entire article on Robinson's life. Uh, Jackie's Major League Baseball debut brought an end to 60 years of segregation in professional baseball. Uh, Robinson retired at 37 and was active in the civil rights movement from 57 to 64. He was also vice president of personnel of Chock Full Nuts. That was a major uh, coffee manufacturer back in the day. He was the first black person to serve as a vice president of a major corporation. On October, October 24th, 1972, Jackie died of a heart attack at his home in Connecticut. Uh, he had many problems, diabetes, and I mean, just, just a terrible loss. Uh, one of Jackie's quotes, this is an important part of my life, is, 
the most luxurious possession, the richest treasure anybody has is his personal integrity. I try to live that every day of my life. I have a few questions that I would ask Jackie. With your competitive nature, how did you control yourself with the simple-minded racist comments and action of opposing players and some on your team? Your teammate, Harry, they called him Harry the Hat Walker, was a racist pig. Uh, and then I asked Jackie, Jackie, uh, Harold Pee Wee Reese was a great supporter. Did you maintain contact with him with, after baseball? And then I asked the final question, uh, Jackie, do you have any regrets? Now, this is the premise. This would remain open and whoever is doing this review and supposed conversation with a person like Jackie, uh, he wouldn't answer what he thought the answers to this question would be. Those answers, we would ask for comments from his fellow seniors in high school or anybody else who was listening. And then before the next podcast, I would share his answers, what he thought Jackie's answers would be or whoever he was talking about. And then I would share my answers with him. I think this could be a really, uh, I, I think this could be a good thing for high school students and uh, like I said, I, I, uh, I talked to Andy Allen about this, and he's going to bring it up to, you know, the teachers that are involved. Um, and I, I haven't had a chance to talk to the principal at Oldenburg Academy. But while we're still talking, uh, most people listening to the, this podcast, they know that um, I'm in my twilight of years. I'm uh, 84. I'll be 85 in January. And I've witnessed this simple-minded bigotry over the years. When in 1947, on Jackie's rookie year, my uncle took me to a Reds game. He was also my godfather. And all they did was boo him. Every time he was in the field, the fans of Cincinnati, and he stole home that day. And I asked my uncle, I said, Doc, why? What's wrong? Why are they booing this guy? He is just a great baseball player. He said, it's just total ignorance. And fortunately, uh, my uncle Doc was a uh, amateur prize fighter. So he he was around black people all his life. And, and you know, they, they were all, everybody was his friend. And there was not a, not any kind of prejudice. And I'll give you another couple examples. Uh, I, you know, being from the Midwest, uh, I was kind of shocked when I was a young kid and in Cincinnati, there were just several 
movie theaters. I mean, big time shows. That just you know, television was kind of non-existent, and uh, RKO was the RKO. Alby, the Grand, the Capitol, the uh, Keys. Uh, they they just hit them all over Cincinnati. Well, the first time I can remember going to a movie with my mom and dad, I said. Uh, can we sit in the balcony? And they said, no, that's just for black people. I thought, what, what is this? Well, I, don't, I couldn't understand that. And when I was in the service, uh, I was in MP school at Fort Gordon, Georgia, had a weekend pass, went into uh, downtown Augusta, Georgia. And me and a buddy of mine from MP school, we were walking down the street, probably heading for a bar or someplace, I don't remember, but uh, I can remember uh, this young black guy was walking on the sidewalk coming towards us, and he walked out in the street because th that's what they had to do. They had black restrooms, black drinking fountains. Uh, if you wanted to get something from a restaurant and you were black, you had to go to a side window or it, it, it it's pr I, something that I've never understood. Uh, and they, uh, some of these race baiters that are in Congress, uh, they, they have done nothing. They, they keep the blame game going. And, you know, right now, there's some real problems in this country. Uh, a lot of it's law and order. But the thing is, uh, I, you know, slavery was awful. And, and this is just my opinion now. <laughs> but when somebody says we owe reparations, I mean, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard of because uh, the people today weren't involved in it. And it was terrible the way uh, black people were treated growing up. But, you know, it's like my uncle did time in prison. One uncle did time in prison for killing his girlfriend and her boyfriend at the time. And he wound up getting manslaughter. Well, he's my uncle. He went to jail. I'm not going to jail for anything he did. And if you're, you know, when slavery came to an end, the, the people that want reparations, they weren't even alive and it's just dumb. And, but this uh, political thing in Washington is enough to drive a person crazy. But anyway, I, I would really like some comments. This is just a short one. and. In fact, uh, my recommendation, if the high schools pick this up and, and if the local ones don't, I'm going to try my alma mater at Elder and a couple other ones because I think it would be a good thing. And we want the podcast to run between 20 and 30 minutes. And I would take and do three students at a time. I do three podcasts at a time and one would each come out each week. And for instance, if, uh, it, you know, it, it'd be great if 
everybody wanted to participate, like at Batesville High School, and they have 60 in a class, uh, that would be 60 podcasts. Uh, and it, it would be a fun thing. I, I think podcasting, you know, there's, there's over 3 million podcasters in the world. And fortunately, some friends of mine uh, who have the podcast Cross the Line 1524, uh, they're they in the top 3%. Well, that, that means that they're in the top 90,000. But, but still, I mean, you know, that, that, that's, that's pretty phenomenal. And they've been at it for three years. Uh, great people, great podcasts. And uh, I, it's, it's such a fun media. And if uh, any of the kids that were doing the podcast, if they were interested in it, or uh, I could kind of guide them because uh, God knows I, I made a, enough mistakes with uh, this equipment. And in fact, last night we, had a, we did a podcast and I started off and I forgot to hit the record button, you know. So we, we had to repeat three minutes of it, get back on air. So, uh, but it, it's such a fun thing. And again, I hope to get some comments on this because I think it's really, uh, really something worthwhile for kids. And uh, since they're already taking creative writing, why, why not take it one step further? And, and if they're not taking creative writing, if someone wants to participate and the teacher says, yeah, it's good to go, we can talk. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm 15 minutes away from Oldenburg Academy and about uh, maybe eight, eight to 10 minutes away from uh, Batesville High School. So anyway, I think that's about it for now. And uh, thanks for indulging me and listening to this. And uh, please make some comments. Either uh, you can comment on my home site. If you go to LarryReedy.net and my Podbean home site, you can comment on that. And, you know, please subscribe to it. Uh, if you don't want to do that, uh, you can text me at 812-871-4224. And normally I would tell you to get hold of me on Facebook, but since I had two hackers really screw up my Facebook page. Uh, I had to start a new account and I cannot recover my 500 Facebook friends. So uh, Facebook is not a, not a good medium, but you could also email me at Larry Reedy, R-E-I-D-Y, at Mac, M-A-C, dot com. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, let's go out with the uh, National Anthem. And uh, when God bless you, God bless the United States of America, and I hope to talk to you on the next podcast.